Hey, open your Bibles to John chapter 10. Everybody say hope. That's the word God gave me for this weekend. And I want to read you something Jesus said. And I want to talk about Jesus, the God of all hope. In John 10 and 11, he says, I, oh, by the way, I gave you sermon notes. Don't use them. They're not going to be what I talk about. But if you take this paper, it's blank on the back, and you can take notes right there. Okay? That's what we'll do. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 10. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, if there's a good shepherd, there's an evil shepherd. And Jesus in the first verse of that same chapter talked about thieves and robbers who sneak into the sheepfold where all the sheep are and steal them away. In fact, Jesus said he identified Satan as that thief. He said the thief in John 10, 10 comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Another translation says have life abundantly. So God gives you this dichotomy of choices that he says there's a thief out there and he wants to take away every good thing, all the hope, the love, the peace, the grace, everything God wants to give you, the goodness. He wants to take away all that. But over here, I want to give you abundant life. And so we are always going to find ourselves either hearing from hope and love and peace or hearing from that thief who wants to rob us of our joy. You know, sometimes you get on social media, you're seeing somebody's fake life. You know what? I, I don't believe in fake, and uh, in, in, I don't believe it ought to be called Facebook. I think it ought to be called fake book because I've seen your face many times. It don't look like nothing like the face I see on this thing. You ain't fooling nobody with all them filters. Come out and say, amen. It's just fake stuff on there. It's all right. I'm on there all the time like the rest of you, but it's fake stuff. We're going to Disney World. We're, they're closed, by the way. You can't go. They're going everywhere. We're having fun. Look how wonderful my life. It's not true. But you watch that and you feel like crap about your own life, all right? You just feel like you're, something's wrong with your life because everybody else is great. Let me tell you what that does is that just sort of robs you of joy. It makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Let me tell you, there are two shepherds out there. There's a good shepherd and there's an evil shepherd. And you're hearing both voices all the time. One is robbing you and stealing your joy and killing your future. And one is bringing you abundant life. You need to be in the place where you can hear. So I'm going to talk about that shepherd today. But first of all, know that Jesus calls you a sheep. And that sounds so sweet. Everybody say, I'm a sheep. A big, white, puffy, fluffy sheep just feels so comfortable and cozy. I'm a sheep. But see, the, she the big, white, fluffy sheeps you've been looking at are not real. Real sheep, it's really not a very flattering metaphor that Jesus, by the way, don't get mad at me, Jesus used it. Did you know that a sheep is the dumbest animal God created? I mean, they don't know anything. They can't take care of themselves. They, they, you know, they, they don't know how to do anything. One, one guy said, all they know how to do is play dead, and that's after you kill them. And they can only play that game one time. Okay. Let me tell you some things about sheep. Number one, if you, on the back of that blank paper, just write this down. Sheep get lost easily. It's so true. Sheep will just wander, you know? Like, like one sheep walks over here to this raging river, and he just keeps getting closer, and he dumps in, and, and he's gone, and he's drowned. And then there are three more sheep just fall in. That actually happens, y'all. That's why they have to have shepherds. And then, the, and then the old sheep number, you know, sheep Joe over here, he eases over to the edge, and he just falls off the cliff. And sheep Bob is like, hey, look where Joe went. Y'all take a look. And he goes right behind. That actually is what sheep do. They wander. They follow the wrong direction. And Jesus said, you're my sheep. 
You're trying to tell us that we, we follow the wrong voices. And in this moment right now, we are following wrong voices. We're following the voice of chaos and of fear. My heavens, you guys are freaking out about so many different things. Some of us are stealing and, and, and hoarding toilet paper. Really? Don't raise your hand because I have an unforgiveness in my heart about that. I just need enough to do. And I can't even get just regular, a normal human's amount of toilet paper because somebody's got 75 cases in their house. I was talking to somebody in the lobby this morning, and they reminded me what Jesus or what God told the children of Israel when he was providing for them in the desert. And they had a thing called manna. That was their food that fell out of the sky. And God said, just take enough. Does anybody remember take enough for today, just for today? He said, don't hoard it up. Don't scoop up a bunch of extra. And because they were also sheep, what did they do? They hoarded it up. They filled their tent with extra in case there wasn't going to be any tomorrow, and it turned rotten. Now, I'm not praying that your extra toilet paper <laughs> turns rotten. I'm just saying. You, you know, and people are like, I'm hearing about people that are hoarding canned goods and scooping up all, somebody's trying to buy can, and they're scooping them all. Come on. I mean, we're the church of the living God. If I had all the canned goods, what am I going to do with them? Let you starve? No, I'm going to give them to you because I'm the son of Jesus Christ. I'm his follower. I'm supposed to be like him. He gave his life for people. How, I can't give pork and beans for people. Uh, here's what I'm trying to tell you. We have got to find, we got to be careful who we're following. We are sheep. We'll follow the wrong shepherd if we're not careful. We've got to follow Jesus. Listen, listen to this carefully. As Christians, we don't surrender to the chaos. We solve the chaos. I want you to hear that and let that sink in your heart. Christians don't surrender to the chaos. We solve the chaos. We're not hoarding toilet paper. We're sharing toilet paper, okay? We're not hoarding pork and beans. We're sharing pork and beans. We are the solution to the problem. And that is why the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, everybody, look on screen, say these words together in faith. For God has not given us, you're not loud enough, say it with me again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of, and of, and of a sound mind. Clap your hands because God's spirit is alive in this crazy culture. So that's a problem with sheep. We wander, we follow the wrong people. Here's the second thing. Sheep are defenseless. It's a fact. Every other animal, I don't care who they are, they can bite you, they can claw you, they can run. Sheep can't do anything, but uh, that ain't even going to scare anybody. They can't do anything. They have no talons. They can't bite. They can't do anything to really ward off a, a, an aggressive species. Some, some animals can't fight, but they can at least run or they can fly away. They can jump real high. Sheep can't do anything. And Jesus said, you're my sheep. You know what that tells a guy like me? Because I like to be in control. I'm a recovering controlaholic. I like everything being controlled. I like to have my hands on everything. I like to think everything through and have a plan in place. If I didn't know Jesus, I'd have more toilet paper than everybody. <laughs> Pork and beans, I'd have it all. I like to and have all my family together, and I've got everything solved. But let me just tell you this fact. You can do everything humanly possible to defend yourself, your family. Every, you can have your hands on all of it, and yet you can lose it in a moment. Something beyond your control can take it all away from you in a moment. In the, in the, the truest sense of the form, we are sheep. 
We can't defend ourselves. And that is why we need a shepherd. That is why we need Jesus to be our defense. Let me read to you the most wonderful words in a crisis like we're in today. Psalm 91. I want you to hear this very carefully. And if you have your Bible, you can open it up and follow with me. Actually, we're going to read it and we're going to claim it over our lives. The whole Psalm. The Bible says this, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Can you say amen to that? This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He's my God and I trust in him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every disease. And everybody said, Come on in faith. He'll cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you under his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Not your bank account, not even the, not the media, not even the medical person. He is your shield. He's your armor. Verse 5 says, he, you, you don't need to be afraid of the terrors at night or the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness. And everybody said, For the disaster that strikes at midday, though a thousand people, listen, listen, I want you to proclaim, I want you to receive this promise. Though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 are dying around you, the evil will not touch you. Somebody say, I receive it. Amen. Just open your eyes. See how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot against a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You'll crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. Everybody say, Lord, I love you. The Lord says, I'll rescue those who love me. I'll protect those who trust in my name. And when they call on me, I will answer. I'll be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Come on, everybody give God praise for those promises right there. Come on, let's praise him for those promises right there. Let me tell you something. These words I just read to you are three thousand years old and they're going to stand beyond every crisis how many billions of people have trusted in god and in these words in in a catastrophe in a war in a time of loss in a time of famine in a time of pandemic they have trusted in god and when the crisis has come and gone god's word remains the same it's not going anywhere church It's not going to give up. We're not going to stop trusting and stop believing. This will stand when the world is on fire. We've got to be who we're called to be. So when we don't know where to go, when we don't know how to protect ourselves, we have a shepherd. Here's the last thing I'll tell you about sheep. They're dirty. They're just dirty. In cartoons, they're white and fluffy and sweet. Have you ever met, come on, raise your hand if you've ever seen a real live sheep. They're not white and fluffy, are they? They like brown and gray and nasty. They smell awful. They they literally can't clean themselves. God chose the one animal that couldn't clean himself. He didn't call you a cat. Cats clean themselves. He didn't call you a dog. Dog jump in the water and get a little cleaner. 
Sheep can't do that. If they get in the water, they, they're like a sponge. They go bloop, fall over and drown. You're a sheep. <laughs> Isn't it encouraging? <laughs> sheep stink. Sheep can't clean themselves. And, and I think God was trying to tell us that you really, if, if you're waiting until you get everything all cleaned up, you get everything right, then I'm going to really serve God. Once I get this out of my life, once I straighten this part of my life out, then I'm going to really be a different kind of person. I couldn't do that. I, I was not able to get myself cleaned up before I started serving God. It, it'll never work that way. God just takes you just like you are, weak and, and, and kind of wandering, filthy in our sins, our mistakes, the, the, the past that we're ashamed of. He just takes you right in that, and He cleanses you. He said the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So what does the shepherd do? I told you what a sheep is. Let me close with these three things a shepherd does. Number one, he guides. It says he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Have you ever needed guidance? Needed the peace of knowing you're making the right choice? A big decision about your family or your work or a relationship and you just wanted to make sure you got it right? Boy, this whole week and leading into next week, I'm praying, praying, praying for God's guidance. Because, see, people, listen, church, people overlook the church. Everybody on a national level is thinking, how do we get researchers the money that they need? That's a good idea. I hope they figure that out. How do we get hospitals the resources they need? That's very important. I'm actually a volunteer at our hospital. I believe in what they do. They're working super hard. How do we make sure that law enforcement can handle the right kind of cases? They're even deploying the National Guard in some states. They're thinking about everything except the one thing that's going to stand when it's all gone. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was just a little kid, my mother told me, Miss McQueen, my kindergarten teacher, told me, Jerry, you can be anything you want to be. You could be the President of the United States. You could be a doctor. You could heal people's sickness. I believed them. I thought about all that stuff. And I finally realized that the best thing I could do in my life was not helping a nation that I hope lasts a long time, but I know won't last forever. Not healing a physical body, that's so wonderful and amazing what doctors could do, but that God would give me the privilege of helping heal a soul that is eternal. There is nothing more important than what you do as members of the body of Christ. What you do, we're not living for today. We're not living for the next decade. We're living forever. So what God does is he shows us which direction to go with our lives. He says, I'm going to lead you in the right paths. Let me tell you who's leading you in the wrong paths. Media. Stop listening. Can I, can I be a, see, I'm a, I'm a pastor and the Bible calls that a shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the best shepherd. I'm the under shepherd. If he's the good shepherd, that makes me the not so good shepherd, okay? Because I'm not. But can I give you some guidance? 
If you're getting your information from Facebook, cut it out. Stop watching that. If you're looking at it all day, every day, do this on your iPhone or, or device. Look and see how many hours a day you're spending on Facebook. But be prepared to take a minute of repentance and prayer when you find it out. That's not helping you. Get off of that. Look somewhere else. Stop watching so much news. It's not helping you. It's too many agendas on the news. I don't care which program you're watching. Spend time with God. Spend time with the people of God. Spend time with your family. Less time on Facebook, more time on your face before God. We, we don't know who to follow, and God says, I'm going to open the gate, and I'll show you where to go. Join me every morning at 7 a.m. for prayer. Every morning. It's five minutes of your day. We're going to do it every morning, I or one of our pastors, starting tomorrow morning. Here's the second thing God does. He provides. A good shepherd, he says in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Everybody say peace. Don't you feel peace when he says green pastures? He leads me beside quiet or still waters. He refreshes my soul. You know why he leads the sheep beside still waters? Because if they walk in moving waters, they, you seen those little skinny sheep legs? The water will knock them over. And like a sponge, they'll suck up all the water in their hair and they'll drown. Some of us, God says we're sheep. We're like that. We're drinking from the wrong sources. We're listening to the wrong people. We're, 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 our relationships are not healthy. Our, our addictions, our habits are not healthy. And that's why we need Jesus in our life to show us the right kind of places he says, he's going to cause me to lay down in green pastures. When we get on, on, on the right page with him, he'll cause us to make different decisions that we would have never made and we'll have amazing peace in spite of maybe unusual decisions. I remember in 2011 when tornadoes ripped through the state of Alabama and particularly hard in Coleman, Alabama. Our church was shut down. No power, people not going to work, no fuel in the city. It was crazy. Our parking lot became the headquarters of Red Cross coordination for the whole county. We fed thousands of people out of our parking lot. We, <clears throat> we patched roofs. We did everything. Gave out food, went door to door to help people. But at the same time, our church was needy. You know, we, we weren't able to have services. Giving was obviously down. There was really no electronic giving hardly back then. Not many people doing that. So if we weren't physically there, and yet we were helping people in need financially. And there was one, one man that told me a story. He was a, a, he'd just gotten into business in our community, young man. And his, his business had been messed up and he was in retail. He lost a lot of his inventory. And his dad gave him $100. Son, I know you're in a bad shape. I just want to help you through. He told me, he said, I reluctantly took it. I knew my dad didn't have much money, but I had less. So... Thanks, Dad. And we had one church service. Some of you have been here a really long time. Remember, on this hill outside of the Good Hope campus, people st stood up on the hill or sat in lawn chairs, and we had a stage down at the bottom of the hill. And I challenged people to be the church in time of crisis, serve, love people, help, and yes, give. And that guy said he heard God say, give that $100. And he was like, put his hand in his pocket and he gripped it. And he's like, no, it's only $100 I've got. 
The Holy Spirit said, I know that, but you're going to give it today. And he did. And he said, as I gave it, the weirdest peace came over me. And it wasn't instantaneous. He didn't trip over $1,000 under a rock. But slowly and methodically, God rewarded that. Today, that man owns one of the most um, lucrative businesses in Coleman. He's been amazingly blessed. I'm not telling you that about the giving. I'm telling you about, about the peace. When you walk with the good shepherd, even decisions you might not ordinarily make, God will provide peace for you. Last thing, God protects. He said, when I walk through the darkest valleys, I fear no evil because you're with me. When he's with you, there's no reason for fear. I want you to know that God is with you. I read a story one time about a drama professor who was teaching his class, and he chose the 23rd Psalm, which we've read today, part of it. He said, I want every one of you to envision yourself as, as King David, the author, and I want you to quote the 23rd Psalm. And the, the, the drama professor quoted it for them. He did such an amazing job. Everybody stood to their feet and applauded. And there was one believer in the class who was a vocal believer. And he called him out and said, okay, you come next because you're the guy who really believes this stuff. And the guy was so amped up about it. He was so excited that he forgot every word of the 23rd Psalm. And I've been there. I've been so excited before that I forgot what I was excited about. You know, you ever been in front of people? And he, he started and he couldn't remember. And then he just thought about what God is to him. And he just started making his own psalm up. He started talking about green pastures and still waters and God's peace and God's protection. And when he got finished, he was in tears because it was his personal testimony. And nobody clapped, but there was not a dry eye in the room. He wondered what the professor would say because he butchered the actual psalm. And the professor walked up and he said, well, I know the psalm but he knows the shepherd. And I want to tell you, there, there's a lot of things that you might not know, but you can know the shepherd. You can know the good shepherd. You can know Jesus personally. And all the stuff about your job that you don't know, all the stuff about money and finances and diseases that you don't know, you know the shepherd who knows everything.